Hi, good morning, everyone, global citizens. It is I again here today with another strong woman who is here to speak to us about women in power. So good morning, Sida. Debbie, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? And how are you doing? How are you doing this morning? Yes, I'm good. I'm in India and it's uh, it's afternoon here and uh, I'm just relaxing. It's Great. a wonderful day. Great. And so uh, you can call me you can call me Sita. Yeah, okay. It's because I pronounce it with an American accent, Sita, but it's the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, because the T is a little bit um silent, I guess, or it sounds like a D. So it's like Sita. But I do mean to say Sita. It's a Sita. <laughs> it's a little hard. It's a little harder for me to say Sita. <laughs> but I will say it. I will say it like that. Sita, but Sita is fine. Yeah, that's Sita. great. Okay. All right. So and I, am I calling what... you right, Adrian? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Great. So please let us know what part of India you are in. What city is that? I'm right now. I'm in Mumbai city. Okay. It's in the west of India, on the west coast of India. In fact, Mumbai is having many beaches, and uh, yes, it's it's the most prominent city in India, Mumbai, oh. most metropolitan. Something like New York City. In fact, when I came to New York, I found so much. I felt at home because it's so similar. It's very busy and hectic, right? I imagine yes. is what you mean. Yes, obviously in India, every place is busy and hectic. Lots of people, but yeah, Mumbai is the most most uh, populated city. Okay, nice. Well, interesting. So, happy Diwali, right? Do you want to tell us about Diwali? Oh yes, we are right now celebrating Diwali, which is a very very uh, popular festival in india and it's called the festival of lights and uh, it's so beautiful because the whole of india every home is decorated with so many lights and because it's a festival of lights every day people light lamps oil lamps outside their homes and it signifies you know it brings in prosperity and abundance and uh, diwali is a festival which is which commemorates you know the the victory of good over evil where the supreme lord lord ram on that on that day defeated evil in the form of a demon called called ravana and in celebration of his victory this festival is celebrated when after winning the war against evil he came back to his back to the country and the whole of the country is rejoicing by lighting lamps and everything is so festive in the this this festival so it's very popular and Wow. So it's a uh, it's supposed to share prosperity and light, right? Goodness to people. Yes. That's the point yes. of the festival to celebrate how good wins over evil and how we can live a better and more prosperous life. I do feel like in this century, in this year with everything that is going on with the chaos of climate change and health and migration, the migratory problem that is going on right now is is really unfair it's really sad i think that just like diwali and other religions we need that kind of light in our lives especially lately because there's just too much suffering going on in the world and those equipped with the power to make sure this should not be happening but is happening still need to sit down and negotiate 
why human beings deserve, not need or want, but deserve a right to good health, a right to education, to safety, to housing, to food. Every time I turn on the news now, I see how people in Madagascar are starving. There's about a million people who have no food. They have not had rain in five years. So they are dealing with the consequences of climate change. Mm -hmm. even though they are a very, very, very small contributor to climate change. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with many countries that are considered third world or developing. Mm -hmm. is they normally don't have the infrastructure to cause mm -hmm. that much damage. Mm -hmm. So now is obviously not the time to be pointing fingers at whose fault it is more. It is definitely very important for the leaders to get together and mm -hmm. do their job. I'm not asking mm. for a favor. I don't think anyone's asking for a favor more than doing mm. your job the way that you are supposed to do it under constitution, under law, and under so many other treaties and articles that exist and, and conventions mm. and charters that exist in so many organizations. This is not the time, mm. I think, for us to try to hold our leaders accountable. It is not my job to hold anyone accountable to doing their job as a president or prime minister or head of state. It is not my job as a youth to make sure an older man is held accountable to doing his job. It is his job to make sure he's doing it correctly, definitely. And I think this is the big issue of the world right now. And that's why I'm focusing on women and giving women the right to speak about the importance of having women in positions of power. Because if you look at global politics right now, I'm not a big politician, I'm not big on politics, but let's just look at global politics. If you look at success rates, when it comes to dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic, when it comes to making sure, yeah, people are being respected and, and they're taking care of, to be taken care of, like when you are not able to work or there's an economic crisis, if you look at Finland, and you look at New Zealand, and you look yes, at Norway, exactly, right. and you look yeah, at Norway, <laughs> you look at all these countries that are run, Denmark, run by a queen and a female prime minister. Every single country, as far as I'm concerned, because this is a fact, this is not me being a politician, it's me stating a true fact that everyone already knows, because it's an existence. Mm -hmm. Every country so far, global citizens run by a female leader, queen, head of state, prime minister, president is thriving. Not only are they thriving through the pandemic when it comes to health, but also to education, to social equalities, <laughs> social humanities. So this is, I talk about international diplomacy um, Sita, and this is a solution to the global crises that are going to continue to happen to every single global citizen until a huge, drastic change is taken. Yes. I would just like to ask you um, if you'd like to make a comment about anything I said before I ask maybe a question. Yes, yes, I would like to. Um speak uh, especially which you started about the suffering that is you know going on in this world and right now there is there is definitely chaos but i would like to just speak from the vedic or the spiritual point of view you know to understand why the suffering is going on and it's it's the nature of uh, you know the the world that we live in it's not that before this in previous ages there was no suffering it's just they were of a different kind and it's not that right now what we are going through is is something new there have been situations like covid the pandemics where millions of people have lost their lives and it's just that in our memory and in our experience this COVID pandemic has created such a havoc in our lives and we have we have all facing the effects of it. But our 
uh, scriptures or our spiritual uh, leaders you know they have been always talking about this that this place is a place of suffering misery so that doesn't mean that we need to just okay just dust our hands and say okay that i cannot do anything about it because the suffering is going to be nor can we turn a blind eye we have to be compassionate and understand the pain that people are going through this present time we all are in a position that we are able it has become so clear you know to all of us because of the covid pandemic because of the lockdown so many things which we used to turn a blind eye to which we were not even noticing has come straight before us we have we are forced to face the effects of climate change in fact during the pandemic when there was a lockdown the whole world could see that how nature completely rejuvenated itself just within two months you know there was such a a change in the environment just because of the human beings not polluting because of the lockdown they were all they were crea- you know they were forced to remain inside and it we could see how the nature is you know so fast it can uh protect itself and rejuvenate see that if we just follow the the principles of protecting the environment we can really reduce the effects of cl- climate change which the whole world is facing right now so at least people have become aware of it you know so many things we have become aware of so what i am saying is instead of as you said pointing fingers at the leaders you know the political leaders i think there needs to be a a change in consciousness and which is happening right now personally as a spiritualist and uh, you know being in this path i can feel i can see that the whole world is now changing in the sense that who are good and who are who want to bring about the change have become more aware and towards changing the consciousness of the people because ultimately if you go to see everything starts from inside out very it everything starts from inside if if we are polluting the environment it all begins with the pollution and the contamination is which is there within our hearts mm-hmm. it's just manifested outside so before the covid pandemic people were turning a blind eye to the 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 effect that we were causing the harm that we are causing the environment but everybody was oblivious of it because internally their hearts were filled with this consciousness of i me mine i am the controller i am the boss i am everything you know having this feeling that human beings are like the most supreme people and you know you can just con- exploit anybody or any 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 uh, creature around you that's that's a wrong consciousness isn't this it so interesting yes this is the this is the consciousness which affects the environment so it has to start from inside out so what has happened now is the every leader of this world whether political social every leader had to was brought to the knees because of the covid pandemic they had to face the reality isn't it so interesting you said about principles listening to the principles and understanding the principles of science and of nature you'd be surprised how many people i see in positions of leadership that just don't seem to understand it which is why they don't understand the gravity of it and power as you were mentioning about things starting from the inside out it's the same thing with power absolute power corrupts and men tend to be corrupted by absolute power makes you blind mostly, exactly makes them blind <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I they agree. turn a blind bli- they turn a blind eye to the real issues of of people because But that's when corrupt their vision. They don't have direction. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's, that's exactly why, that's why we that's, are here. 
yes so that's exactly what i i'm trying to bring the point of the conversation to is that the spiritual knowledge always speaks about knowledge which comes from inside and then it manifests outside so the leaders of this of the world today if they don't have the true direction or the true vision they will not be able to lead yeah i'm sorry i'm they, not seeing a lot of vision and direction going on in the world they right can now. only lead us to chaos and more chaos yeah. and more and more chaos i mean so there is a that. great need to change the consciousness the internal consciousness of people Do and the leaders of today are least interested in that don't you think it's so unfair that children and youth teenagers adolescents are leaving their lives they should be focusing on a school building a future playing board games with their friends and mates what however you want to express that term instead they're gathering every week every month every day sometimes trying to fight people in power for the right thing to be done i look at this optics in every single way possible because that's diplomacy it's looking at a at a crystal let's say from every single side so that you see every part of the story and i go when someone cannot accomplish something you're a leader you are head of state you are prime minister or president you've made a promise to the people and you've not kept it no one wants to hear how it was impossible or it's the other political party's fault and this is do you know what i mean people are getting yeah. displaced everywhere that's everything. happening everywhere that's happening and, everywhere even here i can tell you that that's this just a blame game going on and when it is politics they are only interested in blame game it's just I mean, one party is uh, blaming the other party so i think that we the youth of today should not waste even their time you know to of course protesting is something which is very very necessary we have to protest we have to raise our voice because you know you today have you know this they have to be encouraged to raise their voice because if you don't raise your voice then you know letting injustice continue is worse that's a it's it's a bigger um, uh, you know sin to allow injustice to happen yeah i feel like at this point there is no other option that's why the youth people whoever you me are here doing this because we have been giving no other option i see from what has happened in afghanistan with how they've taken over the whole country it's happening right now very much right now in ethiopia because this is how it begins someone does something some man does something in the name of politics and political party and political gain and political greed and then someone else replicates it as soon as one head of state had a problem with another head of state and called back an ambassador what has been happening ever since is multiple people expelling ambassadors telling calling back their ambassadors because it's a matter of he did it first but yet we are the children we are the ones who are immature we're the ones who know nothing about life the future because someone else has more years of life on this earth than me does not mean they have more experience nor does it mean they have more understanding than i do no definitely look, not yeah when I you look agree. at a leader who's supposed to lead and you're seeing those kinds of finger pointing going on i go even children don't do that and animals the animals that we call animals because we ourselves are animals when it comes to speaking about biology and the animal kingdom we are two legged we are two legged we are two legged animals <laughs> yeah we're exactly but we are the most unintelligent of the animal kingdom because we Definitely. are the only ones who are so greedy that everything is taken for us the natural resources the minerals the water the food not only are we starving ourselves now as we're destroying the planet and starving ourselves and limiting everything we have in natural resources we're making it worse for everyone else in the animal kingdom 
which everything is an ecological chain. Everything is a biological chain. So as soon as one part of the chain is broken, all parts of the circle of life, to make it less, to make it as simple as that, as soon as one part of the circle of life is broken, all parts of the circle of life are broken. And this is what we're exactly. seeing right now. All parts That's of true. the circle of this life are That's broken. True. Every part is broken. that's true that's that's definitely you know because uh, the point which you were speaking about how i would like to tell a small story you know uh, like a small parable which is there in our uh, indian scriptures which gives an example of understanding the greed of man you know like if it's a example if there is a sack of of grains if it is in the middle of the road fallen a bird will come and take the grains in the which can fill in its beak and take it and a uh, and a rabbit will come and just take how much it needs and leave a dog will come and take eat some grains and just leave but if a man passes that way he'll pick the whole sack and take it home <laughs> yeah right? that's so true so you're this, very this right is, this is the example of human beings being so greedy why because we don't follow this principle of live of taking only what you need we just go after our wants our desires which is unsatiable which is insatiable it can never be satisfied so human beings become more and more and more greedy and it all begins from within the consciousness what kind of consciousness is a human being cultivating so what do you expect this is what is going to happen what you see in this world today is because of the greed of the human being because other animals other creatures they follow the laws of nature they take only what they need for their body that's so Whereas true we, we are breaking every principle in the in, in which is made by god and every principle in nature we are breaking so what do you expect and one thing is very very final and definite and which is a spiritual principle just like you know the laws of gravitation exist whether you believe in it or no there is a unspoken law in the universe that what you sow so shall you reap this is a statement from bible and this is there in every uh, scripture even in our vedic scriptures it is said that the karma it's called the law of karma so what we are facing right now is nothing but the law of karma it's yeah, like the, law, the combined the karma it's called like the mass karma of all the people <laughs> together of the entire population of this world we have to face the effects of it so what we really need to understand is the root cause of the problem now again i want to tell you adrian it is nice you know it, it is it is very important that we have these conversations because we need to make people understand that yes the problem exists what you are speaking adrian is really you know bringing people to the stage where they start thinking about the problems or yeah, at least talking about it so you are going on talking about it adrian which is very very nice because the youth must use their voice to make people aware of the problem but it doesn't stop there yeah do you know do you because, know my thing do you know what my thing is is that now because it's become taboo it's become politicized human life famine rights children's rights climate change hunger poverty lack of education lack of health the list goes on and on and on it's sad actually because so many people so many politicians so many men have politicized it and done it incorrectly now it's become a problem because i'm trying you are trying youth are trying to convince other people that this is real that this climate change problem is not just some story someone is making up there's still people who even though they are experiencing it and living it they still think it's a hoax they still think it's a lie they still think it's just made up so not only are you trying to fix a grand problem 
in the grand scheme of things and the grand scheme of life there's a huge problem right now not only are we trying to fix it we have to convince people that it actually exists that's in the sad. process that's sad that people are so blind or so dumb that they cannot see the the problem you know which they are only created it's called the ostrich mentality you know what is ostrich yeah, an ostrich, ostrich mentality just dig your head <laughs> under dig yeah, your head yeah. this is this is the ostrich mentality exactly it's so true. this is it's ostrich so mentality of these people that when danger when they see danger they just make a hole and hide their heads yeah, under but that's, but that's what leaders they don't do want to right face now. it that's they don't want to face doing, it that's what leaders are doing right now digging their heads they in sand after they've caused complete destruction of the world system absolute destruction everywhere northern hemisphere southern hemisphere eastern western every country is a complete catastrophe right now and what they do is dig their heads under the sand and we have to pay the consequences for me an agenda that is not more than 5 or 7 years or 2030 agenda i'm not interested in hearing about i don't want to hear about your carbon neutrality in 2050 it's ridiculous unacceptable is what it is why should i have to wait why should you have to wait why should people who are being born now have to carry a weight of decades probably centuries but definitely decades of lack of governorship lack of leadership lack of being an adult because a real adult does not tell a child that they have to hold their leaders accountable that is not a child's job to be holding a leader accountable yeah that's it is sad. wrong it is sad and it is unacceptable to put that kind of weight on a child is unfair and it's cruel this is how i would speak if i were standing in the halls of the united nations i would look at all of them and say what you are doing what you have done what you have accomplished is cruel because you have put a weight on children before they're even born so how do we look to you how do i look to you for leadership and why are you deserving of that level of leadership if this is how it's being done and this is how it's being spoken definitely definitely calling them out and making them the world realize the leadership realize is a good thing but it doesn't just stop there and i feel that the youth today needs to be empowered to become you know change makers themselves take take uh, you know things in their own hand and in their own small way i mean i feel uh, calling out the leadership is one thing but you know changing the consciousness of each and every person you know whoever we meet to make them realize that each one can make a difference you know because if you're not part of the you know if you're if you're not if you don't raise your voice against the problem you know if you if you don't then you cannot you you have to do something for the solution of it also because I mean, if you're not part yeah. of the solution then you will definitely become the part of the problem because then the problem will not go away but you will just you know we also have to think about how we can bring about a change a solution for this each and every problem that we are talking about yeah so you need to be empowered the women need to be empowered to come together it's just a very very destructive world because it's not just covid-19 imagine if covid-19 was our only problem but everything no. else is a problem war yes. is breaking out in countries conflicts migration so many things are happening people have nowhere to go and the only option of where they could go which could be europe or could be america is not an option anymore because there's no more space so when a million people get displaced right now and they need to be placed somewhere how and why did we wait for it to get this bad i want to say we i mean we but i don't really mean you and i i mean we here in this world of global <laughs> politics how did we wait for it to get this bad because now it's become a business 
it's not a human life. It's not a way of existence. It's not even sustainable in no But, shape or form. That's true. Personally, I feel that uh, as I made the first point that it the situation was always bad. It's just that it's becoming worse and worse because suffering in this world will. always be there it was always there before and it will be there and it will continue and we really need to focus on the root cause of the problem where it is all coming from unless you find the root cause of the issue i don't think we'll be able to find a solution to so be honest the root cause by all the intelligent people or the enlightened souls of memorial have said only one thing i blame all... lack of leadership that's the root cause of climate change and you said you're very right in every world the, the consciousness of the leadership in. yeah in it's, every it's world i just i beg to differ it's not just the leadership it's the the inner consciousness of the leadership of the leaders yeah that's what i mean who it's, they that's are that's the root the cause the root cause of you know of not having leaders who are having any kind of spiritual vision or spiritual connection or spiritual consciousness they are just not in that plane when there is no spiritual direction then it is like a blind person leading a blind man imagine two blind men walking on the road a blind leading the blind this statement is there in our scriptures which says the society is nothing but the blind leading the blind i mean look at just look at how climate change is happening now we don't have any control over the forces of nature we've existed okay. for thousands of years millions of years science will say it we will never have control over the forces of nature because we never will but now that the forces of nature are destroying geographic regions if it's a flood there then it's a fire there then it's ice melting over there it's too late for that any of that to be fixed right now and then on top of it there's a human conflict of war there are militant groups who have been sitting for decades waiting for change to happen being promised for change and nothing happens because you know what someone has a diplomatic passport or they have a presidential position so what is it that anyone is going to do to them but now they're paying the consequences because yeah a haitian president was assassinated a member of british parliament was stabbed to death this mm. i don't know how i don't know who even advises the people in in power anymore because i'm like When I was mentioning catastrophic chain of events in 2019 and people were kind of looking at me like who's this kid I even heard which I took very in a matter of disrespect there are experts dealing with it at the UN this is what a senior special assistant told me oh I'm not an expert I probably don't have good enough education like most people in the UN is what you're trying to say fine I accept it but did you hear catastrophic chain of events do you understand the people living through it seeing it speaking like you and I are more of an expert than someone standing or sitting behind a computer in a comfortable home they're not an expert in climate change until they're walking in climate change and they're reading about climate change as they experience it you cannot speak from a place of power and comfort and talk about other people's trials and struggles it does not work yeah. like that If you're not able to walk with people and live with people and understand their struggles, you are not a leader. They are living no. in an ivory tower. That's what exactly. they call it. You're not deserving they, of leadership. If if a, a leader is living in an ivory tower and thinking that just because of the position and power they know everything, then that's that's not that's you can see the consequences of that. is because it's the blind leaders leading the blind people unless we have knowledge and direction given to these people even I, and i mean both ways i'm talking about the solution is to work for the solution is of course give 
spiritual knowledge and spiritual vision to the leaders so that they can give direction in the right way and also help to work towards uplifting the consciousness of the people who are going through this level of suffering see we are fortunate probably you and me we are very very fortunate to be in a in a safe environment but that doesn't mean that we should just sit quiet and think oh as long as i am comfortable i'm least bothered about everyone each yeah. person has to have this consciousness that i am responsible to raise a voice and help in some way you know some youth or some woman or some person who is suffering today at this moment anywhere in the world due to whatever reason due to covid or due to migration or due to these wars or due to people killing people in the name of religion in bangladesh right now so many people were attacked who are following the hindu tradition yeah in bangladesh are you aware of that they just entered their temples and burnt everything down yeah it's happening all over religious yes and this is not this is not right mm-hmm. this is not right this is what we are talking about the victory of good over evil this is evil what I mean. is nothing evil is nothing but turning your back to uh turning your back to god godliness or you know good being good at this point for me i am so disbelieving of people who are supposed to lead in anywhere actually that i'm like how do i gather how do we gather how do you get youths together because you know what the only thing that the leaders actually really control is money and that unfortunately is the currency of life because if people are in famine and hunger they need health they need education they need safety they need security their women their children they need to be fed they need to be taken care of and you have access to that opening a key releasing an amount of something that is paper we print it through our trees paper and that is what is supposed to feed people but here we are still mm-hmm. negotiating it because we live in such an unequal world that someone is thinking about going to the moon to build a home and someone else mm-hmm. is starving to death and they were just born exactly this is this is the height of the disparity you know uh, that we see in this world it's that's exactly greed. what i was giving you an example of you know human beings they hoard out of their greed without yeah. and turning a blind eye to the suffering of others so that's exactly what i'm saying that we as youth and we as women have to come together to make to raise a voice and also help to you know help each other to even go through this pain and suffering you know If empowering only. each other with care and love this is what i have been doing throughout the pandemic i have reached out to so many people thanks to zoom you know i have been talking to so many people giving them the spiritual knowledge giving them this uh, knowledge which will help them to face the the pain and the suffering that they are going through with I mean, tolerance if, and if only we were raised and governed with empathy understanding and compassion and not power which corrupts because everyone everything The, that's wishful we thinking born, i feel now yeah the day we it's wishful thinking on our part to think that i wish that our leadership would be like this i don't think that time has passed personally i feel even ex- we of course we should keep on continuing this dialogue and making people aware on the leadership position by raising a voice like how you are doing but at the same time each person like each section of the society youth and women we all need to now take responsibility ourselves and not just keep waiting for the leadership to do something no i i have given up on that i have i've given up absolutely given up on leadership doing anything that is supposed to be correct and just at this point it's been at least 2 years 3 years i think it's been 3 years i gave it up i was like what's the point What's the point of all the years of education, 16 years of education that I dedicated myself to if people are not taking things as seriously as they have to? And now it's too late 
So I'm sitting back going, I warned and I mentioned to everyone who's supposed to matter in this world about this catastrophic chain of events. You're going to hear it from me, not you, Sida, but they are going to hear it from me now so many times in their face about how when you don't listen, people die. When you are a leader and you are told something and you are told something over and over and over again by someone as compassionate but also as passionate about humanity as me and you don't take it seriously and you don't act and you disappear mm -hmm. and you don't get on the phone call, this is your fault. Yes, yes. You must keep doing this work because that's really raise a voice. As I said, we have to raise a voice against injustice which is happening. So, so let's just along get into with a that, bit more let's get into along, a bit more positiveness. Like just yeah. talk about you and not focusing on giving them this platform because they're not getting this platform. This is about you, a woman in power. So could you please let me know how would you define a woman in power and what makes Indian women powerful? In India, in India, we have this, uh, as I just told you that because I'm a practitioner of spiritual path since so many years, you know, I really feel that Shakti, the word Shakti that you used is referred to, to women as power. It is like another name of the goddess of power, which is Shakti. And she is a woman. So whatever we see in this world is actually, even what men speak of, it, the real power comes from women. It's feminine. So in India, women have always been given that position of respect and they have been uh, always encouraged but of course as you see as you know that women are given that power of tolerance that gives them the strength which is coming from deep within so what we really need to work on you know as women is in that inner strength take shelter of that inner strength in times of crisis like what we are facing right now so a woman can really give that to the world so we really need to come together as women and create this you know create a platform where we can reach out to more people reach out to the youth and give them that strength that everyone needs now and give them that compassion and love that everyone needs after all you know the whole the whole issues that is happening is mainly because of lack lack of love lack of care and that's what is needed in the world today yeah and changing the consciousness inner consciousness can be brought about by women in power, like the empowered women who, who are connected to their inner consciousness. They can give that strength, they can give that care and nurture people. So I really feel that in India, this is the culture that we have as women. We, we are the nurturers, we are the givers of love and care. And that's what is the only thing lacking in the world today. There's no shortage of anything. Mother Teresa said that, you know, there is hunger for love. That's what is needed. So, yeah, another, another question then, because you're speaking about spirituality and a lot of people know that about India. It's not just about religion, but also about spirituality and yeah nurturing and yeah spirituality and nurturing each other and sharing and giving and understanding so now we are in a world of chaos as you know and i've mentioned money being the currency of life or the currency that di dictates life because that's what the politics of life is all about is using money to dictate life 
to cause problems and then dig our heads. Not one, well, I don't dig my head into sand because I'm not an ostrich. We're hardworking people. But yes, I don't cause problems between people, between nations, all in the name of politics and then dig my head in the sand while there's war and conflict going on. This is the consequence of it. This is what I mean by the root cause of everything we're going through right now is the politics. It's a poli like politi politi politicization of the world itself. Mm -hmm. uh, this is how it's going to work because someone is a leader doing it a certain way and not thinking of the consequences. And that's another thing with men in leadership is everything is an angry decision, a now decision, and then consequences are paid later. Opening a war, starting a war, having a conflict with another man, and deciding you're going to take a drastic decision that affects diplomacy between your two countries, or conflict, or going arming people. A head of state should not tell citizens to pick up guns because a rebel group are coming around to the capital. A head of state is not allowed to speak like that. Because when a head of state, like what is going on in Ethiopia right now, arms people with the right to defend against the military group coming in, it means if someone will go, the president told me I'm allowed to hold a gun and shoot people I think are rebel groups. Do you know what that, what that means? It means that they're going to go and look for their own enemies. They don't know who these Tigray people are or where they're coming from. They don't care. But the president says, I'm allowed to hold a gun. I'm allowed to defend the country, in quotes. Isn't that why you have an army? Isn't that why you have military? It's so that's that people so don't have to defend that's, themselves. Yeah, that's so dangerous. It's like, you know, just... This is what I mean by men making decisions like that out of drastic fighting and everything is about guns and war and not about compassion, leadership, equity, and understanding. Is they make those That's kinds so of, you know, they make those kinds of comments and then people pay the consequences. And you're going to see yeah, it now. Yeah, that's total chaos. Yeah. That's very harmful. For It's so sad. I mean, to even hear these things, I'm feeling, you know, that I wish we could really do something on an individual level you know i feel yeah and part of my job is i have to face it i have to face it with objectiveness but also subjectiveness i have to face these issues that i see going on in the world not just even in one region or in my country or whatnot because that's when we're trying to do a job that involves humanity and diplomacy and politics and leadership that's not what it's about it's about facing the global aspect of it and this is how the global problem begins, is that drastic decision being made, but not being thought through so that you avoid consequences that affect human life and the history and the democracy, also the stability of a democracy will never be established if a head of state tells people you are allowed to defend your country anyhow you feel the right to do or head of state does not address problems or head of state disappears whenever they feel like because i'll just wait for them to calm down and i'll come back out it doesn't work like that anymore you don't get to get away with it anymore this is the world that we're living in this is the catastrophe that we have to face so Sita, I'm just going to ask you. So what one last... are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? I mean, are you connecting the youth in these different countries where these kind of, uh, you know, serious chaos and crisis? That's my. That's the job. That's the job. Every day, I'm honored and humbled to meet yet again another random person having a random conversation, just like you and I are having. But you know what that's doing? It's keeping the chain of hope alive yes. in us that if you and I, what I was talking about yeah. yeah if you and I have never met we don't need, we don't even know each other's names until an online conversation and then now this podcast if we can continue this chain of hope then there is some hope because yeah you yes. know what Sita as empowered as I feel when it comes to this job 
because I'm supposed to know the right people in the right places and the right governments and the right parts of the UN. And I'm going back and forth trying to make them understand that's what is going on in the people's heads. But the decision making is not fast, it's not drastic, and it doesn't show that I'm being appreciated. Then I leave it. Don't leave it. Don't leave it. No, what no, no, I, I feel I, is I, you I should get the situation. I mean, I leave the trying to speak to the leadership about it. Okay, I think I think we can we can you the work that you are doing of connecting the youth of these places where there is you know issues like which you was mentioning Ethiopia and I was I was feeling that we should really reach out to the. Bangladesh where they were attacked like that so all these places you know where the youth uh, you know if we can reach out to them and get more and more youth from these places to start speaking out together you know forces together just like i said there are definitely forces of evil that are creating havoc that will that has been there before it is there today and it is going to remain but we have to get together the forces of good to counteract we have to do that work you know so that's exactly what you know as empower, as an empowered women woman you know i feel this is my responsibility to empower other women you know and see that they are able to you know get that inner strength to raise a voice against injustice and get together so i'm sure that you know the forces of good if we come together we can create an impact even in the leadership to take notice and also to make changes so i think you have to just keep up the good work of connecting the youth and the women as as taf stands for you know your organization so i would really want to be you know continue with this work you know with you and i'm very oh, very uh, you're I'm I mean, welcome, very, very welcome, attracted welcome to the family welcome to the taf international family i hope Thank you'll be you. part of our you'll be part of our family because Yes, there's so many people that I've been honored to meet. Some are podcasting is not for them, but we've had conversations in person in life and this leadership that we all need. Now we need to meet ourselves is what I'm saying. Don't exactly. sit down and wait for anyone because they're not doing it. They're not doing it correctly. It's time for the youth to lead into our future. youth and the women we we can become the leaders and the the work that i was trying to emphasize in this conversation is that we as leaders the youth and the women we have to understand the importance of our inner consciousness impacting the external situation environment around us we have to understand the the value of that and when we nurture each other love each other and give that you know care that each one of us needs we can become you know create better leaders who have a better vision because they have this you know inner strength what is lacking today is the leadership is not internally spiritually strong it's like the blind leading the blind that's why we can see all the problems happening and they are not able to even stop the problem because they are yeah. it's beyond them because their focus is just power and nothing but power you know all i can say sita is the people who are in power in leadership right now honestly be careful what you say and be careful how you say it because one word one sentence coming from you will start a war will start a civil war a civil conflict will destroy lives and blood will be on your hands more blood exactly, will be on your exactly. consciousness and more blood will be on your legacy so no pressure this is just the truth be careful what That's you say true. and how you say it because it's going to affect people whether you want it to or not and it's most likely going to affect people negatively right now because there's a lot of good in the world but there's a lot of negativity and people now are sensitized and sensitive they're sensitive to so many things if the mm. wrong thing is said people jump into war if the right thing yeah. is said people can jump into war because it's coming from the same channel of leadership and that's where the problem lies so just as a last question and as we end on sita i'd just like you to end with a spiritual message 
to the world. If we could unite ourselves, yes, we know we have to unite in one common cause and there's a huge problem and it's climate change and it's this and it's that and everyone has their own problems. But if you could give one sentence or a few sentences or a small little speech about why and how we can unite ourselves, what would you say? So the, as I was speaking about inner consciousness and inner knowledge, I would like to share a very, very uh, a short prayer in Sanskrit, which I would like to chant. And then I would like to explain to it, explain uh, this uh, mantra that I will be chanting. Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nameva Kevalam, Kalau Nastieva 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 Katir Anyatha. So, this verse explains about this age of darkness that we are living in. And this verse was spoken thousands of years back that this world is a place of darkness and as you are emphasizing we all are experiencing the age of darkness today the chaos the crisis in every way the health wars famines natural disturbances which we are facing this is the place of, of misery in this age of darkness which is known as kali yuga there is no other way, no other way, no other way. It has been emphasized three times. When you want to speak something and you want to make a point, you always repeat it three times so that you can really create an impact. So in this verse, it has been repeated three times that in this age of darkness, there is no other way, no other way of salvation or redemption other than Hare Nam, Hare Nam, Hare Nam, meaning other than purifying your consciousness by connecting yourself with the Supreme and chanting the names of God. So that also has been repeated three times. Chanting the holy names, chanting the holy names, that chanting the holy names. Now you will say that how will chanting the holy names change the situation in this world today? The leaders are not going to change. But believe me, this verse is, is nothing but like a war cry for the forces of good to come together. Just like there are forces of evil which are creating havoc today, there is forces of good that we need to get together and we have to understand that if we want to fight this age of darkness if we want to fight the injustice that we see all around we really have to empower ourselves get our forces together and that this force of forces of good will be spiritually enlivened spiritually connected individuals who are having the right vision and the direction to take them forward otherwise if we don't have this forces of good coming together with a strong foundation of spiritual foundation then ultimate if we don't work towards that then we will just become part of the problem rather than becoming the part of the solution and that is the worst thing that we can do we have to raise a voice like how you are doing, but we also need to get the forces of good together with a strong foundation of spirituality and knowledge, right knowledge and direction. So this is my spiritual message. And I hope if any way I can contribute, I would really like to Adrian in the work that you are doing because I'm also doing the same work, but I'm doing it in my own small way. And if you feel that, you know, we can work together and make a bigger impact, I really would like to join the forces of good. Thank you. Most definitely. I mean, that explanation gave me goosebumps, but I think it's because you and I are in conversation. And I really hope 
that that message, that positive message transcends to other people and they perceive the message that you were trying to pass across in that very last, last, last things that you said. Those are powerful words. Everything you said has been powerful this hour. It's been an hour of speaking. Look at how fast it goes because there's so, <laughs> many, pro there's so many problems that we have to face and we don't have a choice. And I think a spiritual leader like you is definitely necessary in the world because you take people out of their hearts and their minds, which could be poisoned or it can be poisoned or it can be bad and you make them see a clean, crystal clear paper, let's say. It's a good starting point to start from something that is common to all of us, which is everything that we're all going through right now in this world. So thank you very much for joining me thank and you. joining us today and joining our family because we have to start working from now on from this podcast, right? We need to start seeing what we can do, how we can speak to people, how we can empower them, it. be it a yeah, phone please, call, an email, a message. Please engage uh, or involve me in whatever way you feel, wherever I can contribute as a woman leader, uh, you know, to speak and make people aware and uh, inspire people. I would really like to do that. And uh, uh, I would like to share my email ID. If you can also share it through your podcast, if anybody would like to be in touch. So, so let them let you. them know yeah let them know your email in case they want to email you personally for a personal question but i promise you that you have already empowered a lot of people just based on everything you've said so far today because it's a very different and a very unique perspective you don't always hear from spiritual leaders openly when it comes to politics and global problems and global chaos because we're used to the same people trying to find the same solution to multiple problems exactly. but you're exactly. giving us a spiritual solution to a global and political problem and this and is there's a, a lot more to say than this one hour podcast so i would really feel that we should have more conversations because i've just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg <laughs> same the very very tip <laughs> of the of the human global political iceberg the whole global political exactly. iceberg so thank you so much for joining us today and we will definitely stay in touch um do you want to share your email publicly here now or would you rather if i'm contacted i can say it right now but you could put it in your podcast or you know i don't know how but okay, i can I'll, share I'll my email it. id I'll also it in the description then of the e of okay. the podcast so that way people yeah, have it perfectly written say it also it's very simple s i t a sita dot r n s at the rate gmail so that's so, simple to remember sita.rs at gmail.com yeah sita.rns oh rns uh, so sita s-i-t-a dot r-n-s at the rate gmail.com at gmail.com okay great yes. So I would, I would certainly like to uh, invite all the youth, whoever is hearing this podcast to, uh, you know, if you'd like to reach out and connect if in any ways I can uh, help or uh, share or discuss or have a conversation. I would love to. Yeah. So I think, you do so you know much. what I think you could do really greatly is travel with us in this organization and speak to women and speak to children who just need to see someone sure. different and hear someone different but also hear someone who's not just seeing a lot of nothing but someone who's seeing a lot of something a lot of compassion and a lot of spirituality and a lot of empowerment you are very empowering in this podcast and i don't think you realize it because you are just speaking from your heart but you gave more leadership to the world in this hour than many leaders have given in 30 years of my lifetime so i'll leave it well, at that you for you to understand thank you so the impact much. Yeah, the impact you've had on my life is that, which means you probably have had an impact on at least one more person's life who's going to hear this. That's why and I'm about this Women Empower series. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm sure, Adrian, uh, we will continue to be in touch with each other. And in whatever way we can work together, I'm completely open to traveling. And I'm just looking forward to meeting you someday soon. 
in New York or in Europe. Or wherever, or I might even come to India for the first time. India is one of the few countries I've not been to yet, but I definitely oh, yes. would want to come in. We do these projects in India and we do it in other parts of the African Union, um, Latin America and Southeast Asia, because that's the focus of the work, is empowering people in third world countries, empowering people when they feel like they have nothing or when they're told they have nothing or when they are given nothing by their own society nothing so when someone has nothing how do they go anywhere if someone doesn't have a starting point in life how do they get anywhere it makes it so much more challenging for them to yes. even begin yes that's true on a dream so, all right so thank you so much definitely. thank you see you. you have a nice day thank you have a nice day a dream you too